Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Here age relives fond memories of the past. On this podcast, we'll take a journey to the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. I am your host, your post-host Clocky, and today I'll be sharing with you two postcards sent from Disneyland. Welcome to the Sent from Knott's Berry Farm podcast. On this podcast, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Knott's Berry Farm and Knott's Berry Farm history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Knott's Berry Farm from the 1920s to the present. I am your host, your post-host, Clocky, and today I'll be sharing with you three postcards sent from Knott's Berry Farm. The front of our first postcard has a man holding a banjo on a makeshift stage in front of his traveling wagon. Above the wagon is a sign that reads, Dr. Mal Demers, Medicine Show. On the back it reads, Medicine Show, Knott's Berry Farm, Ghost Town, California. The banjo doctor peddles his boysenberry elixir and entertains visitors on Calico Square at Knott's Berry Farm. It's postmarked February 11, 1961, and sent with a three-cent Purple Liberty stamp. I assume they visit the park on Friday, February 10th, when park hours were probably from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. The weather was a high of 76 and a low of 44. It's addressed to a Mrs. M. M. Packard of Waterville, Maine. It reads, Hi there. Bet you would like our nice weather. In January, we had three weeks in the 80s. February hasn't been so hot, 68 to 76. We've had two days of rain since November 28th. It was in the night or early a.m. We are having a grand time. Almost had a shock when I heard about Lottie. Hope her sister, Lo, is okay. Nice hearing from you. Regards, Cecile. The history of Knott's Berry Farm goes back to the mid-1920s. Walter Knott started by renting 10 acres of fertile soil in Southern California. Business was good enough, and after the seven years, Knott's purchased the 10 acres. A neighboring farm in Anaheim, where Disneyland is today, began experimenting with crossing some berries to create a new hybrid berry. The berry vines were not doing well, so Walter planted them on his farm. The experiment of crossing Loganberry, Blackberry, and Raspberry flourished for Walter, and he named the berry after Rudolph Boysen, the farmer who sold him the vines. The Boysenberry was used by Cordelia Knott, Walter's wife, for pies and jams. By 1934, the roadside stand had become so popular that the Knotts added a room to their house to operate as a tiny restaurant, with their children as the waitstaff and their wedding china to serve chicken dinners. The front of our next postcard has guests emerging from the top of a mountain down the flume on the Calico Log Ride. On the left, you can see guests waiting in line for their refreshing plunge on the attraction. On the back, it reads, Calico Log Ride. Have a fun ride in a hollowed-out log at Knott's Berry Farm, down a flume of water just like loggers did over 100 years ago. See logging camps, sawmills, and the forest filled with animals. It's postmarked March 8, 1973, and I assume they visit the park on Wednesday, March 7th, when park hours were probably 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. The weather was a high of 66 and a low of 45. There was 0.17 inches of precipitation. It's addressed to a Mr. and Mrs. Delwyn Sanger of Basiris, Ohio. It reads, Dear Alta and Delwyn, Had a wonderful trip. It took us four hours on a plane from the time we left Columbus until we arrived at Los Angeles. We went on one of the largest planes that is made. Have lots to tell you. 
Love, Irma. In 1940, Walter began buying more acreage and started building the Knott's Berry Farm ghost town, which is still part of the park today. Knott's Berry Farm was free to enter until 1968, and even then, admission was only 25 cents. In 1969, Knott's Berry Farm added its first ride, the Calico Log Ride, now called the Timber Mountain Log Ride. It opened on July 11, 1969, with John Wayne as the first guest to ride the attraction. The Calico Log Ride was designed and built by Aero Development, who also helped Disneyland with six of their opening day attractions and continued with assistance on many other attractions. The Calico Log Ride received an upgrade in 2013 by Garner Holt Productions, another company who has worked closely with Disneyland. The latest upgrade in 2019 included adding music performed by Crazy Kirk and the Hillbillies, who some Disneyland fans will remember as Billy Hill and the Hillbillies. Before we get to our last postcard, I just want to tell everyone about Enfield Post, the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. I've pre-recorded this episode, so by the time you're listening to it, I've likely used most, if not all, of the Disneyland postage stamps I bought at Enfield Post Etsy shop. Please check out Enfield Post on Etsy for vintage postage and any wedding postage needs. You can follow her on Instagram too. That's where I keep an eye out for any Disney-related postage she adds to her store. There are hundreds of stamps to choose from. Buy a full sheet or pick and choose a few, then send a letter or postcard with a personal touch. That's Enfield Post, E-N-D-F-I-E-L-D-P-O-S-T, on Etsy and Instagram. The front of our last postcard has an older pioneer woman playing the dulcimer. On the back it reads, Aunt Nellie, Knott's Berry Farm, Ghost Town, California. Aunt Nellie at the dulcimer on the porch of her log cabin near the gold mine. It's not postmarked or addressed, but dated September 26, 1982. I assume they visited the park on Sunday, September 26th when park hours were probably 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. The weather was a high of 78 and a low of 60, with 0.4 inches of precipitation. It reads, 9-26-82. I'm thinking of taking up and playing the dulcimer as a hobby in my old age. I'm beginning to look a lot like Aunt Nellie. How are things with you? Looking at a current map of Knott's Berry Farm, alongside some old maps I found, the ghost town and Calico Log Ride are still there. Disney was interested in purchasing Knott's Berry Farm to make Disney's America, a project that fell through in the Washington, D.C. area in the 90s. The Knott's family were concerned Disney would eliminate everything in the park. The farm was sold to Cedar Fair in the late 1990s. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would also help to leave a five-star rating or comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. A special thanks to e-ticket patrons Eric Daniels, Tania, C-ticket patrons The Riley Family, Debbie Weinstein, Brian Crawford, Jenny Schneep, Series Inquiries Only, and a special shout-out to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast. And to the A-Ticket patrons, Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Claire Voigtlander, Alexis Robles, Angelica Nablock, The All Aboard Podcast, and Maggie and Henry Byers. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Sent From Disneyland, or on Twitter at Sent From Disney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard address to Sent From Disneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. 
Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its hosts and the guests of the Sent from Disneyland podcast.